Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here with Preston Lude from In the Marbles. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody on this very special episode. Preston, how's it going? It's going. Good, man. Well, happy Thanksgiving. We're recording the day before Thanksgiving, but when this episode comes out, it'll be Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Yeah, and I hope everybody has a safe and happy one. Yeah, me too. Because, uh, yeah, with 2020 the way it is like nobody wants to do anything nobody's going to grandma's house nobody's doing anything it seems like uh well you have the uh what do you what do you call those people the uh the rebels out there that that are going to do it yeah like me well yeah and but i gotta work and um that's okay caroline's gonna be going home to the family up there and oh that's good her neck of the woods so that's good She'll be doing that, and uh, I'll be just at work for actually two days. So Oh, you're working 48, huh? Yeah, but I get leftovers, so I'm, I'm happy about that. But uh, what do you got going on for Thanksgiving? Uh, going to a couple different family families. Yeah, my parents, well, we'll eat at my grandparents' house, which they live next door to them now. So Yeah. And then probably going to the in-laws later in the afternoon. So two okay. different houses, maybe even my other grandparents' house, maybe three. Who why knows? Not? Yeah, why not, man? Maybe uh, I'll just go and collect all the food. Yeah, do and that. just have leftovers for a few days. This is my favorite time of the well, one of my favorite times of the year because leftovers you can't be leftovers from Thanksgiving. You really can't, and I I I love it. I'm going to deep fry a turkey. I actually heard a rumor that somebody wanted to make lasagna. He's like, what, what? You can't make lasagna for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that's not that. That's like against so the rules. So pretty much what I did, I went to the store today and got a whole bunch of stuff. I got the green bean casserole stuff. I got the cranberry in the shape of a can. I got mac and cheese. <laughs> and I got the turkey and the rolls. So I'm going to bring everything there. And it's like, this is what we're doing. Like and it or not. Like it or not, you're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving. I don't care. This is going to happen. So doing that. And can't wait. It's going to be a lot of work, but then... Hey man, well, I'm sure somebody will help. It's only just gonna be four of you guys. Yeah, it is, and uh, so it's, it's a lot of food for four people. But that's why I'm bring. I bought extra Tupperware too. Ooh, so everybody can go home with some. No, no, so I can go home oh. because Caroline's <laughs> not coming home till Sunday. So I got to, oh, okay. I got to eat somehow, one way or another. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> but um, that's awesome, man. But uh, before we get started, I wanted to talk to you. I um was working the other day, and um. A couple of guys were listening to our podcast. At they the said, station? Yeah, at the station. Oh, okay. And they said, hey, how's your podcast going? I'm going to explain, you know, how you're doing and what you're doing and everything like that. 
And he turned it on and he said, well, you're not talking about racing. It's like, well, at the start of the show, we talk about, you know, what's going on in our lives and hope that people, yeah, you know, kind of get to know us a little more. It's like these guys' lives don't just revolve around racing. They revolve around, you know, family and friends and, you know, work, you know. Right. We're you're just two normal dudes that have a podcast. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, it's we're, set, we're five, ten minutes in and we don't even, I haven't heard one thing about racing. It's because like, you got to listen to the other 50 minutes. Yeah, you got to listen to the rest of the episode <laughs> because it's chock full of information. And yeah. p- people just come in for the first five minutes and hear what we're talking about. You're not talk- well, yeah, I've, you know, it's boring. You can't just do that. Obviously, they didn't give it a chance. And I said, why don't you make your own podcast and tell me how you feel time? Ooh. And he said, well, I don't want to. And it's like, uh, well, then, okay, well, then, then don't critique my work, dude. Hey, man. Haters. Yeah. What, Sounds what, like a bunch of haters. Hey, man. That's right. Oh, oh okay. We'll, hey, we'll pull it in there. <laughs> but, man, I'm, I'm so glad everything's going well for you. Hope everything's going well out there for In the Marbles uh, Nation. We had a few planned things going on today, but uh had a driver coming on, Kyle Summers. He was in episode 24. Couldn't make it, keep his family in his prayers. They're going through a little bit of a family emergency right now. Yeah. Hopefully have him on here in the next couple of weeks. Next week's we're going to have a very special episode in the following week. We're going to have a very special episode. So stay tuned for details on that. We can't wait for that. Yeah. I'm excited about these. And, um, that's about it, man. We were going to have uh, also Steven here. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers. He's, he's going to be our indie car guy. Yeah. But, uh, you just couldn't make it for reasons, personal reasons. And, uh, Keep him in your thoughts and prayers as well. Hopefully, we can have a trifecta here. The whole point of that is to have a trifecta, good flow. But uh, I think we should have. I told like we when we had Charlie on it, it should be like a whole roundtable at some point. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it makes it I think more interesting. The dynamic flows more, but that's neither here or there. It's just you and me, man. Like always here and in the marbles and just uh, the two of us. That's right. Copyright infringements. Be careful. <laughs> but man, we're gonna go ahead and get into the news of auto racing. We got a. Quite a bit to cover today. Yeah, there's a decent amount out there to talk about. So we're going to go ahead and hit into the news of auto racing and see what we got. All right, Preston, first piece of news. So um, there's a couple different things. So what I want to lead off with is we probably should keep some people in the NASCAR family in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Morgan Shepard, one of them, uh, he has uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, early on stages of Parkinson's disease, and uh, that's... That's a tragic, scary and tragic. I mean, he's oh, yeah. definitely getting up there in age. He's, I can't remember exactly how old he is, but I mean, it'd be weird to not have Morgan Shepard around. I guess you could say he's been around the sport for quite some time. Yeah, Parkinson's is a terrible disease, right up there with Alzheimer's and dementia. It's not a fun disease, and we we will definitely keep him in his, our thoughts and prayers as he battles that yeah and he plans to still come back next season but I don't, he's not going to race he's still uh in that whole you know ownership or whatever so yeah. he's just gonna make sure everything's still running and everything like that um that's good another one uh, ken squire did not know that ken squire was in the hospital yeah either. ken squire has covid i believe yes and he's getting uh as far as dave moody tweeted on twitter it seems like he has pretty much beat it so he's kind of i think he's on the downhill which is a good thing which yep. is great so that was a pretty scary thing to hear about ken squire and then another one, Hendrick Motorsports, it came out, I mean, probably just before we started this show. Uh, William, I think it's his name is Harold. Let me, let me just double check real quick because I wanted to make sure. And it is uh, <clears throat> Rowdy Harold, excuse me, Rowdy Harold. A tr- really tragic thing. So him and his wife were killed in an automobile accident over the weekend last weekend on their way to their honeymoon. And in Florida, that is very sad. Yeah, he was a tire carrier for the number eighty-eight crew for the last, I think it was eight seasons. Wow, so it's uh, that's that's really tough, right there. If anything, that goes to show you: be thankful for what you have. Don't take life for granted. Yeah, and you know, just be thankful for what you guys have out there. It's Thanksgiving; it's the time to be thankful. That's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So, uh, other big news though. Uh, the probably the one the biggest one of the week, John Hunter Neiman. John Hunter Neiman, yes, that is some talk of the town right now. Yeah, going to Kyle Busch Motorsports, which in an interview with Bob Pockris, I believe it was, he talked. He kind of explained the reasoning behind it, and I had my own reasoning at first, and my reasoning was maybe he's going to better equipment to kind of reset it and show what he can do in better equipment. But apparently, he's had kind of a relationship with Toyota. For okay. a, a few years now or so, so 
maybe this is an entryway to Joe Gibbs. Maybe, possibly. Maybe. I mean, well, John Hunter Niemczyk didn't run horrible this season in the Cup Series. He was no. running the C team, was up there a lot of the times. Yeah. But I think the equipment was just not there to match his skill level. Now, you know, yeah, he's going to take a few steps back down to the Truck Series, a full-time ride in the Truck Series with a Kyle Busch Motorsports equipment, which is great. I mean, that's a solid team right there. Can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. He had, he explained to Bob Hockress that what he wanted to do was he wants to win, and he knows that if he goes to KBM, he can win, and he can show everybody that he can win. Right. And he's hoping that maybe he can, you know, he says he's still been in contact with Toyota, everybody at the partners at Toyota for the past couple of years. So maybe this is kind of, I wouldn't say a, a complete reset, but maybe he's just kind of want to go back, step in a little bit and see what he can do with his options from there. I think proving himself and winning, starting from the bottom, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's a good segue into Toyota and maybe Joe Gibbs racing here down the line because we talked about it last week. Denny Hamlin isn't going to stick around enough, or, or not enough, but too much longer, I feel. Right. But then Daniel Hamrick's right there in the chamber to go to the 11 car, I feel, maybe down the road with him going to. What about Martin Trash Jr.? That's a good one, too. Yeah. That's a good one, too. That's a good point. Martin Trash Jr., I, I mean, he's been in the sport quite a while as well. Yeah. Probably just about as long as Denny Hamlin. But yeah, that's a that's a very outstanding point, man. That's that's good stuff. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. we can't. I let's just say speculation. Can't, w- can't wait to see. It's all speculation right it's now. All speculation in the marble speculation disclaimers. That's right. <laughs> we, should, we might have to put some of those at the start of every episode. We're just gonna discla- disclaimer. Yeah, just get, just throwing it out there. We're just a couple of guys that don't know a whole lot. We're just gonna speculate. That's right. <laughs> so. Another one, Ryan Truex landing a full-time ride with uh, Nice Motorsports next season now that's in the Truck big, Series. That's big as well because, you know, he's. I think he's living in his brother's shadow here. Yeah. And that's unfortunate, but at the same time, you can't really I, – I think he has talent, but not, as lot, and lot, not a, a lot of doors have opened up for him like they have for Truex. Mm-hmm. Truex went right into Second Chance Motorsports with Dale Earnhardt Jr. right when he came in. He made the right connections, and now – following in his wake as his brother. It would be interesting to see, but my hopes aren't that high. Yeah. My, or my expectations are about mediocre, but if he surprises me, he surprises me. But I'm not going to ex- expect Ryan Truex to really just blow me out of the water or no. blow the competition out of the water, let's just say. Yeah, no, no, not at all. So uh, a couple more, so uh, just a couple more, I guess, team announcements, I guess we could say. Uh, Raphael Lassard is going to GMS Racing for 2021 as well. Okay. So that's good. And then I talked to you about it before the show, and I don't think we talked about it last week. BJ McLeod and Matt Tift are partnering up, and they're going to be uh, the 78 car is the number that I was thinking of. The 78 car is the ride that they're going to be fielding for the cup series next year and bj mcleod is going to be driving and it's called live fast motorsports okay interesting live name fast motorsports yes, live fast motorsports I driven by bj mcleod yes. who does not drive fast in the cup series <laughs> oh yikes <laughs> I mean, let's just call a spade a spade here i mean bj mcleod <laughs> god bless him he tries but i don't know it's tough to get in there you have to be it takes years to establish yourself yeah and he he might be that up-and-comer team. It might live up to that name, but I'm not – I mean, after two, three seasons of watching B.J. McLeod just be a backmarker. I mean, I'm, maybe I'll get – maybe I could get behind him. I mean, I got behind Front Row Motorsports as well. I'm sporting – well, this is an older shirt because this that, got Landon Castle That is a vintage. <laughs> this is vintage right here. That you should wear at Darlington <laughs> next year yeah. for the throwback weekend, not the spring race. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Speaking of that, did you get your tickets for Darlington? And no, I have not yet. Oh, buddy, buddy, on that. That's now you're scaring me. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> we don't know if they're going to be doing limited capacity, are they? No, I'm. I feel like by the time Daytona starts, it's going to be fine. I'm hearing rumors that Daytona is going to be at 25 percent capacity. I'm not worried about that because I renewed my tickets. Oh well, yeah. So, but we'll see, man. I hope not. I hope. I hope it's a packed house there. Daytona deserves to be packed. Yeah, I mean it's all outdoors, anyways. Yeah, it is. But. I don't know. I mean, I can understand why limited capacity for indoor sports, but, I mean, we'll be outside. Yeah, I don't know, man. 
It is. It is what it is. It's twenty twenty. Once, it's, hopefully, it's, we get to the end of o- it. Almost a month left. We can do it, people. <laughs> we can get there. <laughs> I the, can see the light yeah, at the I end of the tunnel. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're almost done with twenty twenty. Yeah, closing. In, but any other news, man? I mean, that was just. During the off season, news isn't it's tough to come by. Yeah, it's very tough to come by. I mean, it's just not a whole lot. I mean, as also they uh, did some more testing with the next gen car as well last over the last week. So not really a whole lot of good reviews on that as far as testing on oval. Well, what's good about that is they got one more year to fix it. If it was coming out in twenty twenty one like they originally planned, I I'd be a little more worried. Right. But now they got another year to work on it to change a few things. I. I saw the them talking with Marty Trex Jr. and Kurt Busch about that, and it was a mixed bag of stuff. It was like, hey, this is good. This is not based on the in-car camera. It looked like it was decent runs, but I, you know, throw 38 other cars in there. I don't know what yeah, to make of it. Yeah. But at least, at least NASCAR has another year. They got a mulligan on this. Make it right. <sighs> That's all I'm going to say. Make it right, NASCAR. I'm afraid that <laughs> that's asking for a lot. No, that's not asking for a lot. I mean, NASCAR's put a lot of time and money into the development of the Generation 7 car. I think they rushed a car tomorrow, and it came out crummy. You get into the Gen 6 car, which is decent, but everybody likes those old-looking, like, Gen 5 cars. From, like, the 2000s? The early 2000s. Yeah, those, I think that would, I think I'd sing, for me, yes, absolutely. I I used Uh, to love those days. Make race cars race cars again. Yes, you know, instead of just prefabricated, throw it out there. Charlie made up a good point when we talked to him a couple of episodes ago. Bring back the body guys and have them mold the cars. But yeah. I think we're way past that. It's all about money saving now. It isn't about safety now. It's about money saving. And ultimately, NASCAR gets what they pay for. Mm-hmm. So put a decent amount in there. Maybe you'll get something good out. All right. Oh, here's hoping. Yeah. Here's Fingers hoping. crossed. Yeah. Tightly. Very <laughs> tightly. But man, I mean, that's I mean, with the off season here, that's about the only news we have. A few drivers changes here and there, big driver and team announcements. Yeah. But that's about it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're gonna be ready to go into what, three races to go in Formula One? Yep. So we're gonna go ahead and uh shift gears here into our weekend preview. Not even review, weekend preview for the Formula One Bahrainian Grand Prix. After an ad read or two here, and if you're listening to us on the Unhinged Sports Network, a few ad reads from other shows. This is In the Marbles, and we'll be back with your weekend preview for the Bahrainian Formula One Grand Prix. So, Matt, before we jump into our next segment, I think this is a pretty good opportunity to tell the fans that are watching at home about our new discount code for the online store that we have. Yeah, what's that, man? Well, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, so... You know, there's not a better word to use than the discount code TURKEY, and that's for free shipping. Oh, man. That's yeah. great. So, uh, you know, everybody at home, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. We've got, what What do we have, hoodies? Uh, I think you hoodies? have a case for your iPhone now, that's which right. is pretty neat. That's right. we got neat. a case for the iPhone right there. Yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up. It's the start of the uh, the holiday season. You know how everybody is around Thanksgiving. I don't know about your family, but my family likes to look through newspapers and, you know, all the deals for stores well guess what you need to be looking online at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles and discount code turkey get free shipping what better way to start the holiday season than to get a hoodie t-shirt for a loved one or for even yourself you know that's right so teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles discount code turkey free shipping check it out All right, back here with In the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw it over to Preston. You guys heard it from me last week to, or a couple weeks ago. Formula One season's over for me. So Preston's going to talk to you about Bahrain <laughs> because, man, it, it's not it's it's over. Yeah, I can agree with that. It pretty much is over. We are Lewis Hamilton is the champion, world champion seven time, which good on him. That's congratulations. That's a pretty big uh, accomplishment. It is, and I tell you what, man, I thought about it more after F1 rants and after we talked to Charlie and after all that. It's like, yeah, I don't, I I wish Formula One would do something different, but man, I mean, it, I'm, am I going to still watch the race? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to at least watch the 
your first few laps and fast forwarded and then Hamilton would do his few pit stops and then come across and Total Wolf would be like, get in there, Lewis. And he'd be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much, guys. This is such an awesome, awesome job you guys did with the car. Then he'll do this little jump. They'll have the anthems, champagne spray. and That'll be know, it. And then I'll, I'll watch to the next to the last race and it'll be the same thing. And then I'll watch to the next. To the, and then I'll watch the last race and it'll be the same thing. And yep. Whatever. I don't think there's a whole lot to to you know really go over coming up this weekend. Just Lewis Hamilton is the defending race winner. Lewis Hamilton is the champion. There's who cares <laughs> yeah. if he's the defending race <laughs> so. champion? He's the champion of Formula One, man. <laughs> We're racing regular Bahrain this weekend, and then next weekend they'll race the outer circuit, which is mostly part of the regular circuit, and then they'll just skip most of the infield course. So it's uh, that's great. It's almost like a. It's it almost be kind of like a Baku, almost kind of like that. Just a lot of straights and a lot of speed, and that's about it. So great, <laughs> that's awesome, Formula One. I can't wait. <laughs> so not a lot to talk about Bahrain coming up this weekend. Uh, I haven't even checked the schedule to see what time it's going to be on November twenty ninth at nine ten a.m. on ESPN. Make sure to check that out if you're still into Formula One like Preston is here because... I'll have to record it because I think I... No, actually, you know what? I am off on Sunday, so I will be watching it. Yep, I'll be off as well, and... Okay, great. Formula One. I'll record it and go and watch... I'll see... So what I did with, like, the last race, I watched the entire race, but I still recorded it, and then I went back and watched it again just to watch it again. Yeah, and... And we, we could talk more about Formula One, and I think I've been in the dead horse so many times. People listening to this episode or... You know, pick one episode out of that where we're talking Formula One, and I'm the broken record. I'm I'm just a squeaky wheel that's trying to get out there to, hey, this is boring. I mean, even when I was watching it with Schumacher, it's like, man, Schumacher always wins. Right. There's no unpredictability. Like, we've talked about so much in NASCAR. We want that, and we get that from time to time, but for the most part, the same people are up there, but Formula One takes it to another level. I feel, and it's just, you know, I mean, after he secured it, one in Turkey, that was it. And the season's over. Mm-hmm. There's no point to, in my opinion, why waste the money? It's like, oh, just finish the, yeah. just pack up and go home. And yeah, enjoy the holidays. Yeah, three races to go. Yeah, so. three <laughs> races to go. Don't even, tr- don't even spend the money on the logistics or anything. Just mm-hmm. pack it up, man. What do, I, what do you think of that? I guess maybe that, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what the FIA thinks or anything like that, but maybe that's a good segue for people to think about. Should Formula One maybe think about doing some kind of a, like what NASCAR does, maybe a playoff or something. I don't know. Or, you know, as Charlie brought it up and you brought it up before, should they give points to every single finisher? Maybe that would make it more, things more interesting later in the season. I don't know. I don't think it will. And, and thinking about it more and more, yeah, giving a point to everybody, you know, 20 all the way down to one is great on paper. But not if Lewis Hamilton gets 20, 20, 20, 19, 20, 20, 20, 18, 20, 20, 20, you know? But looking at it now, though, I mean, that might be a little bit better than him getting 25, 25, 25. Because, I mean, it's 25 for first place. And then for second, it's 18 points. That's a heck of a gap. And we all know that Mercedes is usually up front most of the time. He's finishing one and two. And then it's, uh, I think it goes down to like 12 points, I think, for third. That's yeah. a huge gap. Well, I get I get the payout on consistency. That's what they want. Yeah. I think that what that's what the FIA wants. They want that to show that that driver has the consistency in order to run well, in order to do well, and that team to do well. The team does well because they've got but the money to do I, it. But, yeah, and then they go back into win the Constructors' Championships, get 100 and or however many it is, million dollars to put in R&D and engines and all that stuff, and they just come back stronger the next year, stronger the next year. And then eventually there's going to be a team like Force India or maybe Aston Martin to come up tomorrow or next year that just does something a little different and dominates. That would be ideal. But, um, you know, because that happened with Red Bull. Ferrari was on a rail. And then all of a sudden, Red Bull comes up. And where, who's this guy? Who are mm-hmm. these guys? And they, they win four world championships in a row with Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. And I bet that was boring to watch as 
you know, Formula One and Mercedes. It's like, who are these guys? This is boring. Yeah. It's always boring if it isn't your team winning. That but, is true. That's very you know, true. And, but, you know, you could look at it like NASCAR. If it's uh, if you're a Joe Gibbs fan, you'd love to see the Kyle Busch dominating the Joe Gibbs, whoever it is, you know, now Eric Jones, but now Christopher Bell coming in. Eric Jones, Christopher Bell, whomever it is, Denny Hamlin, Martin Drex Jr., and Kyle Busch, if they're up front, you're happy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You don't want to see the Harvick win or Stuart Haas racing run well. You want to see your team dominate, and specifically your driver. So for all the Brits, hey, Lewis Hamilton's our driver, and Mercedes is our team. They're doing great. We're happy. But everybody else around the world just, ugh. Yeah. Well. And that's really unfortunate. I wish something would change. Uh, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe in a year or two. I don't, I don't know what the... The new Concord agreement, I think that got pushed back to 2022, just like with NASCAR's old Gen 7 car thing, too. So we have to wait an extra year for all of that to see what happens. I would dare say that 2020 is a black hole that everything got pushed over to the right one, and that's it. A black hole where everything normal got sucked into it and just got spit out into another yeah, dimension. Yeah, just got tur- pushed <laughs> one year over. Like, everything we wanted to do this year. I wanted to go to nine NASCAR races this year. I made it to three, four, five. Well, at least you made it to five. It, that's true. Be thankful for that. Is yeah. it, it is Thanksgiving. I should be thankful for that. <laughs> you should be Instead of saying what I don't have, be thankful for what I did get this year. Yeah. And got a lot of good memories and many more coming down the road, man. That was a short weekend review, man. It, there's not a whole lot to... Unfortunately, there's just not a lot to talk about. I mean, I wish there was more to talk about, but... Yeah, I mean, and if it, was, if it was one of those things where Formula One was... Oh man, this might go down to the end. It's Lewis Hamilton and Verstappen, and maybe Botas is still mathematically involved in there. Yeah, I would be a little more invested. But nope, 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 nope. The only thing that's really coming down to the end is like the race for fourth place, if you want to just call it in the drivers' standings alone, and then the race for third in the constructors, which has got like four teams involved almost. So, I mean, that's, like you said before, who cares about third place? <laughs> yeah, who cares about second place? If you're not hoisting the championship trophy, whether constructors or driver, I, I'm not even going to, if if I was a Sebastian Vettel or Max Verstappen, I'm like, no, I'm not here to race for third i'm here to race for first yeah mm-hmm. you can still win the race Ooh, yeah you know but i will say this again any driver takes lewis hamilton out i'll be their favorite i'll be my favorite driver or if anybody just beats him in no general. no oh. if anybody takes him out on turn one <laughs> lap one bam hits him they're my driver hands down <laughs> i mean that almost happened at uh turkey yeah it, almost, it was wet <laughs> yeah it almost happened and i was oh this might ah uh, oh, you lost no. you lost your chance to <laughs> <laughs> for me to sport you, man. But that was our weekend preview, Formula One. Again, that's going to be on November 29th at 9, 10 a.m. Check your local listings there on ESPN because that's where it comes on. And other than that, we I got something special lined up here. So we're going to go ahead and add go into another ad read from the Unhinged Sports Network and from us, and we'll be right back. All right, Preston, before we get into our next segment here, I wanted to tell you and everybody about our new discount code at teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. Thanksgiving's coming up, and what better time to celebrate the start of the holiday season by ordering yourself and whoever else is in your family that listens to In the Marbles a In the Marbles hoodie, like the one I have on right now. It looks pretty good. It's we fixed a little stuff. There was a little craziness. You can't really see it, but hey, we fixed that. It's all updated there on teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. We also have fancy in the marbles iPhone cases and everything. And if you order between now and the end of November and use discount the code Turkey, free shipping. Wow. And holiday shopping coming up, man. No better time than to head over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles to get yourself a hoodie, t shirt, and prepare for next year's NASCAR season. What a, that's, a, that's a great deal. That is an awesome <laughs> deal. Teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles for all your in the marbles needs. Check it out. All 
All right, everybody on the Unhinged Sports Network and your regular podcast platform, we are back here within the marbles. Kind of a fast episode, I would say. Yeah. Because we had a lot of stuff planned for this episode that didn't come to fruition as planned. But, oh, well, that's life. Sometimes you just got to pick yourself up and move on, and that's exactly what we're going to do here. But, man, I'm quite excited about this next segment here. I am. Because what we haven't done in a while, and regular fans of the show will know that we love to do, and it's about the Gen 7 car, and a lot of comments on there, which is perfect for a hey man. Hey man. Hey man. So... Again, Hey Man, for those of you who don't know, is a segment we like to do is where we find an interesting news story. In this case, the reaction to the Gen 7 car and what's come out of the testing from the past couple of weeks in the Roval and the Oval at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And we like to read the comments, and we picked a few out, and we'll dive more in deeply into that. But Preston, I'm going to start with you. Your first comment for this week's Hey Man. All right, so this guy, <coughs> excuse me. His name is John, and I don't know where he was really going with this comment because this thing is just all over the place, and okay. I'm going to try to read it to you, but it's definitely not going to make sense for the people at home, which is, that's the reason why. So, John says, but you but you still not telling us what it's going to be, is it why? Keep it a big secret, but then again, it doesn't matter. Hendrick Motorsports is going to be dominant next season with Chevrolet Camaros. Hey, man. First of all, was Hendrick Motorsports <laughs> really dominant this past season to begin with? No, I think the playoff formats played into their favor. Yeah. And more so than that. But, uh, yeah, they weren't really dominant. But, okay, I'm going to need you to re. Who's keeping a secret from who here? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm, I, I guess he's. I guess he's saying that NASCAR is keeping a secret from us, the fans in general. Something, they're not telling us something else. I don't know. I mean, there's another comment right under it that's even be- like... Oh, okay, read that one. Okay, this one says... This one, uh, Mike says, it's no longer, in quotations, he puts stock car racing, which is sad. That's That was the sport I loved. I mean, we could get technical here. Was it, how, it hasn't been stock car racing in... Since like the 80s, I, I, yeah. feel, I feel like the last really stock cars off the showroom floor were the 80s, and they just lowered it and took everything out and put roll cages in it. Right. But that's not where we're at anymore. No. You, you can't do that anymore. The speeds were running and the safety and all that stuff. No, you yeah, can't, you can't exactly. do that. It's, it's, you can't regulate that. Mm-mm. But I got one, and um, a lot of people are, are, are willing to die on this hill. I'm not one of them. I'm actually looking forward to it. The single lug nut. Yes. Um, it, it, it's different. A lot of people are comparing it to Formula One. I, don't, I, I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's not going to really matter to me i'm more fighting against a number being moved but after the all-star race it's like eh, that wasn't horrible right but this guy uh donnie said hi i'm maria and i'm mike and we're team, team ready. ready black hills energy knows your home is where your heart is so they want you to be ready it's all about keeping you safe prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Man, been waiting for fur. Fur. <laughs> F-I-R. Man, or sorry, been wishing for this one lug nut thing for a long time. No more leaving a lug nut or two off to gain time in the pits. He makes a good point there. Mm-hmm. Also looking forward to seeing the cars next year on Bristol Dirt. Next year we'll be adding more road courses, which I've been saying for 
years as well. Hey, man. Spell check, Donnie. Spell check. That's all I'm going to say. And the thing about that is, and you, we could go more, and this is why we like doing Hey Man, too. We can kind of de- dig more deeper into that. Bristol Dirt, I want to go there just to see if it'll fall on its face. I hope not. But I, I'm not really looking forward to that. But I'm going to go. I'm going to try to go just to say I was there for the dirt race. Second of all, I'm not a big road course guy. The Roval's a good one because you could see it all, but for your typical road course races, you know, Caroline and I went to Watkins Glen with Charlie, as a matter of fact, and we saw them coming down the front stretch and going into turn one, and then they had to watch the rest of the race on the screen. Mm. And not a big road course guy, but hey, man, thanks, Donnie, for for your comments. Hey, I like that. For, <laughs> for. For. All right, what do you got? So speaking of what Donnie had just said, there was a gentleman by the name of Mark, and he said, so this is diving a little bit more deeper into the single lug nut thing. He says, I have no problem with the new cars. I do not like the single hub. The pit stops make or break a race, loose wheels, and etc." Hey, man. First of all, mm. who says that single lug nuts are not going to make or break a race? Have you obviously have never watched a Formula One race? I remember clearly... I forget when it was, but I remember seeing it. The lug nut getting caught up on the tire. I forget. I think it was like Botas or something, and he lost a race. I remember a few. I think it was 2016. Ricardo didn't even have his tires in the pits and yeah. lost to Monaco Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. You can still lose races in the pits with single lug nuts, five lug nuts, ten lug nuts. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, who knows how the pit crews are going to approach this whole single lug nut thing because in Formula 1 you have so many guys that are right there in pit lane you have a single you have a single change tire changer for every single tire in Formula 1 they're already staged and everything we're talking about a crew of what five people coming over the wall I mean just because they're not going to hit five lug nuts anymore and they're going to be hitting one doesn't mean it doesn't make any kind of difference and you can still mess that up and it's still and it's in the cup series that's only going to one the truck and Xfinity East are going to have five off, five on lug nut pit stops, so don't yeah. worry about that. It's just one of those things, man. It. I'm just. I'm just saying, you can still mess up a single lug nut. It can still no, happen. You, you could. You and could. with the like I said, with the way NASCAR pit crews are, I mean, we're talking about coming over a wall and changing one side and then going to the other. I mean, like I said, with Formula One, they still mess that up, and they have a guy for every single tire change. He's already sitting there. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to wait and see. T-shirts available on teespring.com. <laughs> All right. Well, I got one here, and it's from Nolan. And we could dive a little more deeper into this one because he, he makes he makes some good points that we've brought up on the show a lot of times. Nolan said, I just want great racing and to see more drivers' personalities again. We've seen more in the la- more of the latter recently, but NASCAR per- penalizes them anytime they say something they don't like, being NASCAR. Mm-hmm. They penalize them. American sports needs to be more Amer- have more American values like freedom of speech. Let them talk and let's see what happens to what they are. Let them talk and see if there's something that we need to fix. It's just their opinion and fans want to hear it. Now, he's referring to back when the next gen car came out, the car of tomorrow. First thing Kurt, uh, Kyle Busch said when he won, it's like, I don't like them. They're, they're crappy to drive. Yeah, Darrell Waltrip said in 2009, I believe it was the Coca-Cola 600, he was bashing the car tomorrow. He didn't like it. Drivers didn't like it. Mike Heldon got mad at him. In fact, for 15 minutes, shoot him out for it. But, man, I I agree. I think, you know, there are 40 drivers who drive these cars. It isn't like you and I are going to have a chance anytime soon to get into a Gen 7 car and take it around the track or have anything to compare it to if we did. But I'm, I'm kind of with him. Take... You know, take let the muffles come off and talk about it. And they're gonna bash just They're not bashing the sport. They're bashing what we could do to make it better. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about that. But I see his point. I see Donnie's point there. Yeah, I mean, we know that the drivers have the passion for it. It's just we just haven't really been able to see them really, you know, 
throw their ideas out there, I guess you could say. I mean, it's, it's not like the old days for sure when it wasn't the drivers weren't just bashing the cars or safety and they were bashing other people too, calling other drivers stupid or something, you know. We don't really see that anymore these days and you kind of miss things like that. You know, or, you know, uh, a good point I like to compare it to was uh, with Char- uh, Charlotte um, years and years ago when uh, Keselowski and Hamlin were getting two on the track and then uh, Kenseth was putting Keselowski in a headlock back in the garage area. Yeah. And he was like, he tried, you know, he, I got all my stuff off and this guy's wrecking everybody and everything. He's just stupid. And then, you know, you miss things like that. You know, it's, that's the great part about racing. But I feel like NASCAR is kind of, I think they don't like it when drivers talk bad about things that they do. But, and you can't blame NASCAR for that. You can't blame them and say, oh, you know, we've been investing millions of dollars into this product for one's better quality of racing, which I don't even understand why they need to upgrade cars all the time. Mm-hmm. I get it. Make it look more like a street car, whatever, a stock car. You don't need to go crazy. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Use Keep it kiss, simple, stupid. Use the yeah. kiss method in that because I think that would be the way to go as far as designing the car. Make it a little harder to drive. Make them sideways, high horsepower, low down force. That was fun racing. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Yep, we'll have to wait and see. It's it's just one of those things where I feel it, only time will tell, and hopefully here in the next couple years we'll. Uh, Get to see something here. Maybe we'll look back on this episode and we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, we'll say we'll say either if it's gone up or down. (laughs) Yeah. So Okay. So you got another one? Uh yeah. So uh Fred says, Are they going to take the S C out of NASCAR? They can call it N A A R, National Association of Airhead Racers. Hey, man. It makes no sense. It does not make any sense whatsoever. Get that, you put that guy, put a limiter on what that guy can post and not. <laughs> yeah. All right. And another one we could dive deeper down into, it's from Dennis. And it says, hey, I got an idea. What if we took the cars out of the showroom, tore out the interiors, welded a roll cage in there, and welded the doors shut? Put a bucket seat in there and grab some good seat belts. Paint a car number on the door and go racing. We could call it stock car racing. Could charge $10 a seat for the grandstands will be full instead of painted seats. He makes a good point. Who would buy lots and lots and full of people and the seats will be full of people who would buy lots and lots of $2 hamburgers and beers, $1 hot dogs and sodas would be a lot of affordable fun for the common man and his family. The tracks would make money with the butts in the seats and having all those concessions. Hmm. I wonder if anybody else has ever thought of this before. Hey, man. And yeah, that's the way it used to be, but that's how NASCAR pretty much started. That's how NASCAR pretty <laughs> much started. But he brings up a good point, man. What I mean, do you do you think NASCAR like Daytona? It's the biggest race of the year. Obviously, I'm willing to pay the money to go. It's it's not a cheap ticket. Mm-hmm. But do you think they? But you look at a Darlington, and they they you know I. Paid sixty bucks to go to the Southern Five Hundred last year. Do you think the tickets are too expensive? Yes. Uh, so this was talked about for a while. Which I mean, I talked about it with. Uh, I mean, I've heard people talk about it for a while. People thought that NASCAR was very expensive to go to for the product that they were really getting out of. And well, I mean, back years and years ago, at one time, I mean, I paid over almost over a hundred dollars for a ticket just for Darlington, just to sit up high enough to see yeah. everything that was going on. And it's just like it, you used to think, man, this is just ridiculous at the price that they're making me pay. But you paid it. But you still paid it. But see, I mean, and that's the catch twenty two of the whole thing. I mean, if you, my wife's aunt and uncle were IPTA members for Clemson football. Mm-hmm. And they paid thousands of dollars to do it. And what IPTE is, is I couldn't even explain. It's some kind of organization which puts money back into the the sports program of the Clem- University of Clemson. Right. It's a booster club, I think. Mm-hmm. That sounds in, like it. I think sense, that's what it is. In a sense. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, he was saying, yeah, for these spots, and they had a spot right next to the stadium for tailgating. They reserved it every year, walking distance. It was a great spot. But it's like, how much do you guys pay for this? And it's like, a lot. I mean, like thousands. And I thought, who the heck would do that? Mm. But then I thought about it. And it's like, well, if NASCAR had something like that where you put X amount of money into it, you get more out of it. So if I put 20, in, 20 bucks in for the year 
maybe I'll get a little fast pass to go to the front of the line. If I put a hundred bucks in, I get VIP parking. Right. You, you know, and just so on and so forth like that. If I put a thousand dollars in, oh, I get infield camping at these specific tracks or tent camping at the, you know, so just one of those things. I, and I would be more than willing to say, yeah, Darlington, I'll do this. And Atlanta, I'll do this. Uh, Daytona, Charlotte, and Talladega. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay money to be entered in for a chance. Or not entered in, but have a spot reserved for go to the front of the lines and do this and that. Yeah. But I'm not, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done anything like that before. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, the concessions themselves. I don't buy anything from the concession stand because they're way too expensive. Yeah, I can. I, yeah. I, bring, I bring in four Cokes, four waters, three beers, four PB&Js, and some chips. That's all I need for the race. I bring in like 20 hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, I, you just need something simple. And then on yeah. top of that, my camera, my scanner, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I bring to the racetrack with me every time I go. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, the memories, when you get there, you don't think about the price of the ticket. You're, in, you're enjoying the show, especially if it's a Daytona. Mm-hmm. The Daytona 500, but I'm I'm kind of with Donnie here. He's uh he brought up some good points. And I, it's a kind of a um horrible thing that they're doing here, but people are willing to pay it, and a product's only worth what people are willing to pay for it. Does it make it sound like maybe NASCAR is a little disconnected with the fans? Then you you could say NASCAR has been disconnected with the fans for a while now. Yeah, probably I mean, look what could. happened this year. A lot of social issues have come up and NASCAR said, no, we're doing this stance. And then everybody else is like, no, we want to be stuck in this way. And even Steve Phelps said, you know, a couple of years ago on the Dale Jr. Download, we've sacrificed 10 fans for one new one. I feel like they're still going down that path. Yeah. But we'll save that for another episode. Maybe again, we'll try to get Steve Phelps on here. Mm, that would be interesting. To talk to him about that because I, I'd be interested to see what he says mm-hmm. in that aspect. Like, Hey, what's going to happen here? Right. Uh, we'll see, man. But you got anything else? Uh, No, just a lot of uh, things that don't make sense. A lot of comments that are just way out there that don't make any kind of sense whatsoever. Yeah. Anything. So. Well, I got one more in, in, as far as the fans go, and it's from Bob. And Bob says, wake up, NASCAR. We hate the direction you're going. Who are you trying to appeal to because you're driving all your diehard fans away? Hey, man. I'm not upset with the Gen 7 car. I'm looking forward to the Gen 7 car. wish it was out for next year, but it's not, and I'm glad it's not because it sounds like there needs to be a little more tweaking that needs to be done. Yes. But I will say that Bob doesn't speak for me. I, I don't. I, we definitely don't speak for anybody else. We just have our own opinion, and we have to podcast. Mm-hmm. As for driving the hardcore fans away, I bet when the cars went over from the late, 80s to early 90s and switched over fans were upset when they switched over from the late 90s to 2000s fans were upset this is just one of those shedding of the layers and growing more so molting the skin and growing yeah so i'm not not necessarily mad at nascar for investing the time they have in this gen 7 car because yeah i think it's time for a new car it's about that time about seven eight years since the old car yeah, came he's out. not speaking for me. I mean, you know, Die Hard, as somebody who's been watching sport for almost my entire life, but not really knowing a whole lot about it growing up, but still, he's not speaking for me. Yeah, NASCAR drives, I mean, yeah, NASCAR's done things I don't like, for sure. I mean, uh, we could go into it forever. I can tell you about the sun and the moon, about what they've done that I don't really like, so... I'm still, I still stick it out because it's racing. And I, I'm curious to see where they go. I mean, maybe it could turn around. You know, what if NASCAR does? What if this? What if this move to a new, the next generation car? What if something changes? What if it's we get better racing or something? Who knows? Yeah, and I think just have to stick it out, wait and see. You know? Yeah, wait and see, just like the T-shirt. But I will say this: I, I think you know, for what NASCAR is doing, they're, they're trying to keep up and not try to alienate fans i don't think that's i think that's the last thing they would ever want to do any sport is to try to alienate a specific group of diehard fans right because if you're really a diehard fan of the sport and not necessarily a driver the heck with the driver a lot of fans said oh i'm done watching nascar after dale jr retires it's like well you a fan of dale jr are you a fan of nascar exactly 
You don't see me saying, you, you I'm done watching after Paul Menard retired, even though he was really nobody. Well, you, you don't see anybody saying, I'm not going to pull for the Yankees anymore because Derek Jeter retired. Yeah, then obviously you weren't a fan of the Yankees. Yeah, then, then you're not a fan of the Yankees. You're a fan of Derek Jeter. Yeah, exactly. But I, w- I would say they're not trying to push fans away, I think. I think they've made decisions in their best interest of the sport in the future that can promote a, you know, more welcoming environment. Not that it hasn't been welcoming before. I haven't seen one person be discriminated whatsoever at a NASCAR race. No, I have never seen that happen. Has before. it happened? I'm, I'm sure. You know, you mix alcohol in with anything, and it's going to get a little stupid at times. Right. But I've never, you know, felt threatened at all with anybody at a NASCAR race at any racetrack across the country, anywhere. I've always been welcomed with open arms by the staff and the fans and everybody else there in attendance. Everybody has a great time. I mean, I, you know, I, I want to, I'm, I'm putting the challenge out there and I'll throw it out on social media. Who has had a bad experience at a racetrack? Like, I mean, like not because, Oh, my tire was flat in the trailer yeah, or my sewer overflowed. I'm talking like, or were you specifically targeted oh, okay. for, for anything? Oh, you yeah. know, say, say we have an African American, you know, have you been discriminated whatsoever at a NASCAR track? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear, oh, I saw a Confederate flag and I felt threatened. That's, yeah, not, that's, what not, I'm, what that's not what I'm going for. Yeah. I'm saying, were you verbally or physically assaulted at all at a NASCAR track? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm curious to hear what's going to happen. Because, come, I mean, I get, I get it. You know, we're all Americans that come here to the NASCAR races for the most part. But I've never had the experience, and if somebody has, else has had experience, I want to hear it. Yeah. I really want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like I'm not here to try to justify what the people did to you. I just want to hear your story and just learn more about you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do that, drop us a message. But don't change everything for the sake of it's the cool thing to do at the moment. It's the time of the season to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Don't Don't just go on a – Trant changing everything and canceling everything and doing this and doing that because at the moment in the climate of America, it always seems to just spike and then drop. Mm-hmm. And then something else happens and spikes and it drops. And this isn't a political show. We're not trying to make it political. But we're just going down this rabbit hole. And I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, they NASCAR banned the Confederate flag, like it or not. You know, we've said it before on the show, we're not a fan of the, I'm not a fan, a piece of cloth that's make me a fan of the sport. Yeah. But did that really change people's mindset of NASCAR? A lot, for a lot of people it did. I mean, a lot of people yeah. were upset about it for it, sure. Yeah, they were. I mean, guy, guys enough to take their money, fuel up an airplane, buy a big planner and saying, boycott NASCAR. Yeah. Or fight over Talladega. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, regardless of what your viewpoint on that is, and we've discussed that, go listen to, you know, big decisions in NASCAR. Forget what episode, but it's in, it's further down in the podcast list. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where you can't really do anything. But again, I'd like to throw that out there to the fans. If anybody's been like felt discriminated at a NASCAR race, yeah, I would really like to know that. But that was our hey man. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping it up here on this Thanksgiving episode with our driver of the week this week in NASCAR and final thoughts coming up here. If you're on the Sports Network, you're going to get some ad reads. And if you're on your regular podcast platform, we're getting ready to get into our final thoughts and wrap up the show. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. All right, final thoughts here on In the Marbles on this Thanksgiving episode. And you remember a few episodes ago when I told you I have something to tell you guys, but I forgot what it was going towards the end of the show. I remember what it was. Uh-oh. No, and it's nothing bad. Oh. So I ordered my die cast from Daytona, and I got my Denny Hamlin car in. I actually, let's see here, fourth Denny Hamlin car that I have in my collection total, which is more than anybody else. I have two Kinseth cars, four, four Hamlin cars. Wow, that's impressive. So I, I got my Denny Hamlin car. I got my Grant Infinger truck. I didn't get my Noah Gregson car. You still waiting on that? Here's the thing. They said due to, I think it was, what they call it? They said licensing issues. Oh. There's, we, we can't do it. Here's your money back. Sorry about that. Ah. 
That's a bummer. It is a bummer. So it looks like I'm going to have to go and get it customly done. Mm. Man. But sucks. It, it it does, but at the same time, it is what it is. Oh, well. You got your money back. I did get my money back. I would have, if, if I had it my way, I would have said, hey, just put it towards next year's Daytona 500 winner. Oh, well, that would have worked too. That would have worked out great. But yeah, that's a bummer because now I got a picture and a ticket with no with Noah Gregson and I'm going to have to get a custom car for it. Just get a, like a, uh, a picture or a cutout or something to put it in there. Well, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> what I have right up there with Charlie's autograph. If you're seeing it from the wide shot on YouTube, it's up there. And that's where the Noah Grayson car was going. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's a bummer that that happened. It is what it is. Yep, and waiting on that Kevin Harvick throwback car, too. Hopefully they don't cancel that. How long have you been waiting on that one for? Oh, it's coming in probably June. Oh. It takes a while for them to make it and stuff because they do it the race version, and they put the confetti on and the tire marks and the marbles. I bet that takes a long time to I'm, do. I, I don't know how it works. I'd like to see the process of how that works. Very intricate work. Because, man, that is it's impressive. Just the detail on some of the cars, like the – the A.J. Allmendinger, Watkins Glen car, on the other side where he did a burnout, that tire's exploded and it's shredded up. It's pretty cool what oh. they do to it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, man. So that was what I wanted to tell you guys. If you're on the edge of your seats wondering. <laughs> waiting for waiting so long. For, what, what is was, he going to tell what, us? What, what was that thing you forgot about? <laughs> like, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. They probably thought you were about to tell them some of the announcements that you want to talk about the next couple of no, weeks. No, <laughs> no. Stay tuned for social media on that one. We're looking forward to those. Those are going to yeah. be a lot of fun. But we're here at the final thoughts segment of the show. Preston, you've got our This Week in NASCAR. What happened This Week in NASCAR? All right, this week in NASCAR, we're going to go back to November the 23rd of 1997. So in both 1996 and 1997, NASCAR traveled to Japan after the Premier Series ended their season to stage exhibition races on the Suzuka Circuit, a 1.394-mile road course in Suzuka City, Japan. The 1997 race was won by Mike Skinner, who piloted a Chevrolet owned by Hall of Famer Richard Childress to a 3.742 second victory over Mark Martin. The win paid $98,750, and the race drew 35,000 fans. That's pretty cool, man. That is pretty cool. And you know something else that happened in this week in history in NASCAR? In 2001, the season just ended. But they postponed the New Hampshire race after the September 11th attacks and put it at the back end of the schedule. Mm. So Jeff Gordon was crowned the champion at Atlanta. He locked it up. But then we had one more race to go. I believe it was the day after Thanksgiving. It was right after Thanksgiving that they went up to New Hampshire and raced. And $5 to you. I want, I want your phone on the table. Okay. $5 <laughs> to you if you could tell me who won that race. Ooh, 2001. You're going to kick yourself once you hear oh. the connection between this story. Man. And I don't get any hints, and that's what I hate about it when I don't get a hint. Uh, well, you kind of get a hint. Because I said there's a connection to this specific, this week in NASCAR. Oh, Mike Skinner. Is that your final answer? No, it's it, not. Okay. Now, now I'm really worried. Yeah. <laughs> a connection to it. Yeah, there's a connection to it. Straight up. Mm. Mark Martin. No. No, I didn't think so either. All right, you just got to tell me. All right. So I forget the exact date, but it was in 2001, right after Thanksgiving, NASCAR went to New Hampshire to make up the race. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like the Formula One situation. We already knew who the championship was, but we still needed to race this one race. Robbie Gordon against Jeff Gordon, moving him out of the way. Jeff Gordon not happy about that. The champion, already crowned champion of the sport, was moved out of the way by Robbie Gordon, piloting that 31 car driven by Mike Skinner earlier in the year who suffered a crash at Chicagoland when his right front tire blew and hit the wall. The 31 car went to Richard Childress for Richard Childress Racing went to victory lane that day with Robbie Gordon in his first wow. career cup win. Mm, I should have known Robbie Gordon, I guess now, you could I, say. I said, you know, that's the connection. The yeah. 31 car, Mike Skinner, well, there, there's that connection too. I guess I should have, Robbie Gordon. I remember Robbie Gordon. I think I do kind of remember that race a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, was, was, it was funny too because in New Hampshire too, he threw that helmet at Michael Waltrip. Yes. Yep. I, I that one was a, that's a pretty good memory too. Yeah. I think that was 2005. So Google 2005 Michael Waltrip yeah. being helmet thrown at, and you'll see Robbie Gordon do that. I think he put a little. I think he put some oomph behind it too, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he really just slung that thing. Yeah, he did. It was great. <laughs>
So who's our driver of the week? Our driver of the week this week is Raymond Hassler, born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, June 29th, 1935, and passed away February 17th in, 19, at, in 1972 at the Daytona International Speedway. Ran 135 races over 10 years with no wins, 48 top 10s, and two pulls. He made his series debut in 1960, driving only a handful of races until 1967, when he drove 21 of the 49 races for Red Sharp, finishing 32nd in the points. He improved to 27th for Sharp next year and drove his own car in 1969 to a 28th place finish. In late model cars at the end of the year, he scored a win at the second inaugural Snowball Derby. Now regarded as the short track's most prestigious race. In 1970, he drove for James Henley and finished 20th in the points. And his best season was 1971, driving the, his car, his own car, to 13 top 10s and a 16th place points result. Hassler died of his injury sustained in an accident in a 13-car pileup during the first qualifying race in the 1972 Daytona 500 for the 72 Daytona 500 at age 36 at the peak of his career. It happened on lap 19 when the Dodge, when the 57 Dodge driven by David Ray Boggs blew the right rear tire. Ashler caught up in the pileup, spun his 39 Chevy into the infield grass before careening back onto the track and slamming the outside wall head on. Mm. His car came to rest perpendicular to the track, other drivers still piling into the crash scene before being broadsided in the passenger side door by Jimmy Crawford's number 54 Dodge. The impact catapulting the car back into the wall, Ashler was killed instantly, sustained from massive head and neck injuries. And that is your driver of the week. Kind of morbid. And yeah, the way that was described, that how he was hit and then sent back into the wall again and just killed on impact. I mean, it, just that, seems, it just seems like in the 70s, man, it was hit or miss, whether it was Formula One, NASCAR, or yeah, it, whatever, man. Yeah. It's just, man, I mean, and then, and then we talk about the car of tomorrow coming out and inf- emphasis on safety. Well, yeah, you nobody wants to go to a race and see a driver die. No. But, and that kind of almost reminds me yeah. when I was talking to you uh, right before the show about I finally, I was talking to Maples about I finally got to see that uh, documentary on YouTube, the uh, three before February. One. Oh, did you like it? It was, I mean, I thought it was one of the great. best. I thought it was one. Of, we did a movie review on yeah in the marbles about it, and I tell you, it was one of the the guy who did it did a great job with yeah, it. Yeah, he did a very good job, and it was just uh, it was about Adam Petty, Kenny Irwin Jr. Oh, crime any who's the third one? Uh, Blaze Ro- Alex Blaze Alexander Roper, Tony Roper. Yeah. No, it wasn't Tony Roper. Well, yeah, it was Tony Roper. Yep, Tony Roper. Yeah. It yeah. was, uh, I mean, when we talk about safety just now, I mean, I, that's what I thought about with, with Adam Petty and Kenny Irwin Jr. And, and both of New Hampshire, but wow. Yeah. That's, uh, man, you just, it's crazy to see how safety has come and everything like that. And, I mean, that was a time when, when, uh, safety, there, I mean, there was a questions about safety. And, of course, some drivers were just like, you know, we need to, we need to figure out what, the heck the problem is with this. I mean, two times now that people have talked about a possible throttle hanging and NASCAR never said it was the throttle hanging. No. So scary crashes though. I mean, especially Kenny Irwin's when he hit the wall and he was on his side there like that. I mean, that's, I, mean, it, I guess it happens, but still you don't like to see it. No, absolutely not. But Hey, interesting uh, driver of the week. Yeah. I figured it was. So, but Preston, you have anything else before we start wrapping up this episode? I know it's kind of a unorthodox one. We had a lot more planned, but that just kind of fell through. Yeah, we kind of bounced around a little bit. But that's okay, you know. Yeah, I mean it's okay. We're in the off season. We could do, we can afford to do that. But uh, man, I, I just again wish everybody out there a happy and safe Thanksgiving. It's a uh, you know def- definitely a different feel this year with Thanksgiving with COVID and everything. But rest assured, we've said it before: twenty twenty is almost over. It's We're getting there. It's close. The, close. That black hole in history that just sucked <laughs> the will out of everybody and everything. I <laughs> yeah. tell you, but yeah, Preston, I hope you have a happy and safe Thanksgiving with you, with your family and your friends and whatever you guys want to do, and just everybody out there. Whether you're listening to this driving to wherever you're going or just listening to it at home, we hope you have a happy Thanksgiving as well. Hopefully, you have a happy and safe one as well too. Hopefully. I'm hoping nobody uses the turkey fry and burns down their house. 
Yeah, that's the one thing I would be worried about the most. And I'm I'm kind of on edge about that. I would be too. You know, you you're you know, you hear horror stories about that and then you go into work and you're going to do the same thing. I'm I'm deep frying the turkey at work. That would be the de- Oh gosh, that would be the textbook definition of irony there. Yeah, that would. Oh, it would be so bad. At least uh you guys would know what to do immediately. At least we'll have an abundant supply of water there. On oh standby. Gosh. It's so so bad to think about. I'm so scared now. Now I'm nervous because everybody's going to, you know, oh, don't burn down the station. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, man, that would be so bad. But, yeah, again, I hope everybody has a good and safe, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll just go ahead and start wrapping it up unless you have anything else you nope. want to say there, Preston. Nothing else. All right, man. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I'd like to thank everybody so much for listening this week and here in, in the Marbles. Make sure to follow In the Marbles on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest in the world of auto racing. YouTube has the uploaded videos of this week's podcast coming up here shortly. But just again, hope everybody has a safe and happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you next week. For Preston Lude, I'm Matt Beamer. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.